Al-Bayan Radio presents Afternoons Live, presented by Sheikh Khalid Isa and Sheikh Jalal Shami. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Ayyuhal ikhwatul mustami'un, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Fi hadihi al-halaqa, insha'Allah, nabda'u ma'akum bimawdu'in muhim. يهم كل مسلم ألا وهو موضع الوصية شيء حث عليه الشارع كما تعلمون فهي من الأحكام الشرعية التي ينبغي للمسلم أن يتفقها فيها وإن شاء الله في هذه الحلقات في هذه الحلقة وما بعدها نتعلم شيئا من أحكام الوصية أولا أيها الإخوة الوصية في اللغة العربية هي من الوصل من الوصل يقال وص الشيء بالشيء أي وصله به وص الشيء بالشيء أي وصله به وفي الاصطلاح الشرعي هي تمليك مضاف إلى ما بعد الموت عن طريق التبرع سواء, سواء كان ذلك في الأعيان أو في المنافع إذا في الاصطلاح تمليك مضاف إلى ما بعد الموت فهو مخصوص بما بعد الموت عن طريق التبرع عن طريق التبرع وسواء كان ذلك التبرع في الأعيان يعني أن يوصي بأرض أو ببيت أو في المنافع يعني أن يوصي أن تكون منفعة هذا الدار مثلا لفلان وهكذا فهي إما في الأعيان وإما في المنافع وسبب تسميتها بهذا الاسم الوصية لأن الميت يصل بها ما كان في حياته بعد مماته الأصل أن الإنسان إذا مات انقطعت انقطع عن عن التحكم بماله لكن الوصية تصله تصل هذا الميت بشيء بشيء تصله بشيء من التحكم في بعض أمواله فسميت بهذا لأن الميت يصل بها إلى ما كان في حياته بعد مماته All praise to Jesus Allah May Allah send his peace and blessings upon his final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Today my dear brothers and sisters we begin a new uh, program which is uh, the uh, important sort of advice or points to learn about in regards to the will, the Islamic will or the bequest, which is an instruction that is given for your assets to be uh, dealt with after your death. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the lawgiver, has encouraged us to uh, pay attention to that which we bequest. And so it is one of the issues in regards to Islamic rulings that a Muslim must uh, learn about and understand to correctly apply them 
and to avoid any uh, disputes. <coughs> Linguistically, uh, the the word wasiyah in Arabic comes from the same word as wasala. Wasala means to connect. Um, and it, it, uh, the wasiyah or the bequest connects one thing to another. And in the technical definition, uh, it is the uh, the power of uh, of of possession uh, that is granted after death uh, in, uh, by way of charitable uh, tra- charitable transaction, whether that was in uh, the um, specific asset or in the benefit. So the specific asset is, for example, a building or a piece of land or a benefit derived from a certain asset. For example, that the person doesn't own the asset but has the right to, for example, live in that asset, live in that house, for example, or to use that land to cultivate it, for example. Uh, and the the link between the linguistical and the uh, technical definition is that it connects it, uh, yeah, the, the, the will or the bequest uh, the, the 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 will document uh, connects what was in his life after his death because normally when a person dies uh, all of his faculties are, uh, yeah, are are dropped and he loses all function and loses all power to his claim of wealth and so on but with a will he like some power of his decision. Uh, continues even after his death. So he determines who will inherit this particular asset or who will benefit from this particular asset. So he is able to control, even after his death, uh, some of his wealth that he uh, possessed in uh, in his life. If we return to the legislation أن هذه الأدلة موجودة في الكتاب وفي السنة وهذا أمر مجمع عليه بين علماء الأمة وهو أمر أيضا تستسيغه العقول فنعرض الأدلة من الكتاب والسنة فمن الكتاب يقول الله عز وجل كتب عليكم إذا حضر أحدكم الموت إن ترك خيرا الوصية للوالدين والأقربين بالمعروف حقا على المتقين عن ابن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنه في تفسير قوله تعالى إن ترك خيرا قال يعني مالا وقال القرطبي الخير هنا المال من غير خلاف والمراد بحضور الموت حضور أسبابه وأماراته من العلل والأمراض المخوفة ليس المراد هنا معاينة ليس المراد منه معاينة الموت لأن في ذلك الوقت يعجز الإنسان عن الإصاء وعن التصرف المراد إذا حضر أحدكم الموت أي ظهرت أسبابه وأماراته وعلاماته أيضا من الأدلة قوله تعالى في توزيع الميراث والتركة من بعد وصية يوصي بها أو دين وقوله عز وجل من بعد وصية يوصين بها أو دين 
فهذان النصان جعلا الميراث حقا مؤخرا عن تنفيذ الوصية وأداء الدين فدل على مشروعيتها أي أن الوصية مقدمة مقدمة على الميراث فإذا كان هناك وصية تنفذ الوصية قبل أن تقسم التركة على أهل الميراث أيضا من الأدلة قول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا شهادة بينكم إذا حضر أحدكم الموت حين الوصية اثنان ذوى عدل منكم أو آخران من غيركم إن أنتم ضربتم في الأرض فأصابتكم مصيبة الموت ففي هذه الآية مشروع, مشروع مشرعية الوصية حيث بيّن سبحانه وتعالى مشروعية الإشهاد عليها وعدد شهودها فدل ذلك على مشروعيتها وأهميتها. So if we uh, uh, look at the uh, the religious rulings um, and the the proof, we find that the proof of making a bequest is found in the Quran and the Sunnah. And it's something that is unanimously agreed upon by the scholars of Islam, and it's something that uh, that is acceptable by sound logic as well, and that it's something that would be seen as something uh, worthy by people of good uh, judgment. Uh, so first of all, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse one hundred and one hundred and eighty. Uh, which translates to mean uh, prescribe for you when death approaches any one of you if he leaves wealth is that he should make a bequest for the parents and your relatives according to what is acceptable a duty upon the righteous and it was interpreted Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah he said in taraka khayran so the verse in Arabic he says if he leaves goodness meaning if he leaves wealth and Al-Qurtubi, he said that the goodness here is wealth and there is no dispute about that among the scholars of tafsir. As well in the verse, it says, if he approaches death, uh, uh, if a person approaches death, meaning that if the signs of death and the reasons of death or, a per, uh, uh, or sickness uh, that a person fears that he might die, it doesn't mean uh, that, that he makes the bequest generally at that point of his life. It doesn't mean that he actually dies because if, he, if he's in, in the process of dying or, or dies, then he is unable to um, uh, make, the, uh, make the bequest. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the verses to do with inheritance, Allah ta'ala says, مِن بَعْدِ وَصِيَّةٍ يُوصِي بِهَا أَوْدَيْنِ After a bequest that has been uh, bequested, has been fulfilled, or debts. And in the other verse, so that's uh, Surah Nisa verse number 11, and Surah Nisa verse number 12, Allah Ta'ala says, مِن بَعْدِ وَصِيَّةٍ يُوصِينَ بِهَا أَوْدَيْنِ So, which means that uh, after a bequest, that, uh, that they uh, bequest, or debts have been paid. So these two uh, verses have made inheritance uh, as a right that is to be distributed after the fulfillment of the bequest and after debts have been paid. So this shows that it is something that is considered and legal 
uh, and legislated in the Sharia um, uh, that the the, um, the debts must be paid, and then the uh, bequest is to be given, and then after that, the inheritance is divided among uh, the 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 kin. And Allah Ta'ala says as well in Surah Al-Ma'idah, uh, Oh, you have believed, uh, there must be witnesses between you. If someone approaches death, uh, or if death approaches one of you, uh, in the time of his bequesting, two witnesses of upright character, or other, or, or, or two of other than you, yani of other than the believers, uh, if you... Uh, uh, if you travel in the land and and you are struck with the calamity of death, so this uh, also shows that the giving a bequest of what is to happen with your wealth before you die is something that is legislated in the Sharia, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, has shown that it is something that is considered uh, legal and and legislated Islamically, and that it must be something that is witnessed and the number of witnesses. So all of this shows that it's uh, it's legitimacy. أما من السنة أيضا هناك بعض الأحاديث الواردة في الحث على الوصية من أشهر هذه الحديث من أشهر هذه الأحاديث حديث ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما حق امرئ مسلم له شيء يوصي به يوصي فيه يبيت ليلتين إلا وصيته مكتوبة عنده وفي لفظ عند مسلم له شيء يريد أن يوصي فيه ما حق امرئ مسلم له شيء يوصي فيه يعني ما الحزم والاحتياط للمسلم إلا أن تكون وصيته مكتوبة عنده هذا يعني كما قاله الإمام الشافعي يعني إذا كان له شيء يريد أن يوصي فيه فالحزم, فالحزم والاحتياط أن يفعل ذلك أن يفعل ذلك ولا ينتظر لأنه لا يدري متى تأتيه المنية فتحول بينه وبين ما يريد من ذلك فإذا الحزم والاحتياط إذا كان للإنسان شيء يريد أن يوصي فيه أن يفعل ذلك ولا يؤخره فابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال يعني بعدما سمع ذلك من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما مرت علي ليلة منذ سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ذلك إلا وعندي وصيتي يعني فهم ابن عمر يعني من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه ينبغي على المسلم أن يسارع وأن يحتاط وأن يعني تكون له عزيمة إذا كان له شيء يريد أن يوصي فيه فبادر إلى فعل ذلك لم يؤخر ابن عمر الوصية بل قال ما مرت علي ليلة بعدما سمعت هذا من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إلا ووصيتي عندي أيضا من الأحاديث المشهورة قصة سعد بن أبي وقاص رضي الله تعالى عنه لما مرض وعاده النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهنا سأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله أدعو الله أن لا يردني على عقبي قال لعل الله لعل الله أن يرفعك ويرفع بك ناسا لعل الله أن يرفعك ويرفع بك ناسا قلت أريد أن أوصي وإنما لي ابن فقال 
فقلت أوصي بالنصف قال النصف كثير قلت فالثلث قال الثلث والثلث كثير أو كبير فأوصى الناس بالثلث فجاد ذلك لهم إذا سعد بن أبي وقاص مرض عام حجة الوداع مرضا شديدا فزاره النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وحصلت هذه يعني المساءلة أو الحوار بينه وبين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فكان مما سأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه أنه أن له مال مال كثير أن له مالا كثيرا وأراد أن يوصي بشيء من هذا المال فاستشاره في النصف فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال له النصف كثير ثم يعني قال له الثلث قال الثلث والثلث كثير إذا من من كان له من كان له مال كثير ويستحب له كما سيأتي معنا إن شاء الله تعالى من السنة أن يوصي بشيء من ماله كما كما يعني يستفاد من قصة سعد رضي الله تعالى عنه في ذلك الوقت لم يكن له إلا ابن ثم رذق بالبنين بعد ذلك وعاش طويلا رضي الله تعالى عنه uh, so we mentioned uh, uh, evidence from the Quran as for evidence from the Sunnah it is uh, the most famous uh, report in regards to this is the report of Ibn Umar he said that Rasulullah he said that what is the right of the Muslim that he has something to bequest uh, in regards to that he spends two nights except that his will is written with him and kept with him so he should not let two nights pass two not two nights pass uh, unless he's got his yani uh, if two nights pass he shouldn't leave until the third night and he should write it so this is the uh, uh, the uh, uh, another narration from, from sahih muslim uh, that he has something that he wishes to bequest and this hadith shows that a person should show eagerness in that and if he has something he intends to bequest with something he wants to make a uh, يعني a, a, a will or a decree that is to be implemented after his death that he does that uh, soon and should not delay it because he doesn't know when death may take him by surprise Imam Shafi'i he said that uh, a person should have eagerness and and should be on the safe side uh, and should have his his will written and kept with him if he has anything that he intends to bequest uh, because a person doesn't know uh, when his time will come and so it will prevent him from fulfilling what he wanted to bequest uh, another narration in Sahih Muslim says that Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma he said since I heard that from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa not a night has passed me except that my that my will is written with me uh, uh, another narration he says that he would keep it under his pillow so that when he dies it can be easily found and as well the, the a lot of the time the bequest is kept secret uh, so that you know, no one knows what he bequests or he has any uh, um, 
sort of uh, decrees that he wants to decree for someone. It is narrated in uh, Bukhari and Muslim as well as similar narration from Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu an, uh, that he said that I became sick uh, and Rasulullah sallallahu visited me and I said, O oh, Rasulullah, ask Allah that he doesn't return me back on my heels, that he keeps me steadfast upon Islam and I don't leave Islam because sickness and, and death could be a very terrifying and, and, and um, uh, testing time. Uh, Rasulullah allayed his concern and he said perhaps Allah will raise you up and he will, he will raise others up because of you. So as if giving him glad tidings that he's going to survive this and he's going to live a, a good life and a lot of good things will happen to him and he will be a cause of a lot of goodness for others. So anyway, uh, Sa'ad said, uh, I want to give as a bequest. He feared that he would die and he, he has only a daughter at that time. And this happened in the year of the uh, farewell pilgrimage of the Prophet ﷺ. At that stage, he only had a daughter. And and so Sa'ad said to the Prophet ﷺ, I want to give as a bequest half of my wealth. And he had a lot of wealth as well. He was very rich at the time. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, uh, no, a half is too much. And then he said, then a third of my wealth. And he said, a third and even a third is too much. Or it, that's a great portion. So uh, so people after that, they started to give bequests of a third of their wealth and that was permitted for them. أما يعني الأدلة من الإجماع فهذا الأمر أيها المسلمون مجمع عليه فقد نقل الإجماع أكثر من أكثر من واحد من العلماء ممن نقل الإجماع ابن عبد البر فقال اتفق فقهاء الأمصار على أن الوصية مندوب إليها مرغوب فيها وأنها جائزة لمن أوصى في كل ماله قل أو كثر ما لم يتجاوز الثلث وقال ابن قدامة وأجمع العلماء في جميع الأمصار والأعصار على جواز الوصية في الاستذكار لابن عبد البر رحمة الله عليه قال أجمع الجمهور على أن الوصية غير واجبة على أحد إلا أن يكون عليه دين أو يكون عنده وديعة أو أمانة وشذ أهل الظاهر فأوجبوها فرضا لمن ترك مالا كثيرا هلا لماذا يعني إلا أن يكون عليه دين أنه الأصل في الوصية أنها جائزة أو مندوب إليها كما سيأتي معنا لكن إلا أن يكون عليه دين ويعني وإن لم يوصي بهذا الدين ربما لا يعترف الورثة بهذا الحق لصاحب الدين فهنا يجب عليه أن يوصي أن لفلان علي حق أو كان عنده أمانة أو وديعة وهذه الأمانة وهذه الوديعة لا علم لأحد بها أو يعني لم ي... ليس هناك شهود وأيضا إن مات ولم يوصي ربما يعني لم تعطى هذه الأمانة وهذه الوديعة لأصحابها فهنا يجب علي أن يوصي لكن في الأصل في الأصل مما أجمع عليه أهل العلم أن الوصية جائزة أو مندوب إليها إلا إذا كان هناك أمر يستدعي الوجوب كما سيأتي معنا إن شاء الله تعالى It was uh, mentioned by many of the scholars and uh, we quote here Ibn Abdelbar he said uh, the scholars 
uh, the, the jurists, the Islamic jurists of all the major cities of the Islamic world, uh, upon the opinion that making a bequest is something encouraged. Mandubun ilayh. It's something encouraged. And something that is uh, seen as something praiseworthy uh, and that is something permissible for the one who wants to uh, give a bequest based on all of his money uh, or whether he has a lot of money or little money for as long as the bequest does not go more than a third. Uh, Ibn Qudam he said that the scholars have agreed in all of the cities of the you know, all around the Muslim world and all throughout the ages that making a bequest is something that is permissible. And it is mentioned as well by Ibn Abdul Bar in Al Istithkar that the scholars are unanimous uh, that uh, and the, the, yani the vast majority of the scholars are unanimous that uh, the wasiyah or the bequest is not obligatory on anyone except if a person has a debt has a debt or he has a, a trust uh, that someone kept with him for safekeeping the only ones who uh, yani, uh, did not adopt this were the scholars of the Zahiriyyah uh, and they said that it is obligatory for the one who has a lot of wealth that he that he writes a a will or a bequest. Now the, uh, the sheikh he said that that the standard ruling is that the bequest is encouraged and it's optional, it's permissible, but it is uh, encouraged, especially encouraged to do if a person has a debt, because if a person has a debt, sometimes a person. Uh, may uh, have a debt that is to be paid uh, and he doesn't inform his uh, relatives of it. And so if it's not written down in his will that I have this amount to be paid by this time to this person and he dies and it's not written down, then the creditor, the one who loaned him the money, for example, uh, may come and demand his uh, right from the heirs and they don't know about it and there's no evidence of it. And so that's why it is especially encouraged that someone who has a debt or, for example, someone who has something for safekeeping or a trust that someone has left with him, that he records as well that this uh, item that's in my possession, it actually doesn't belong to me, it belongs to so-and-so, I'm only keeping it for safekeeping. Uh, so so just out of fear that, uh, that uh, these rights might be lost and so it doesn't uh, lead to... Uh, the taking of people's rights uh, unjustly. So, uh, so the basic ruling, the basic ruling is that bequests are permissible and encouraged, but they become especially pertinent when there is a need for it, like when a person has a debt or when a person has uh, a trust or a safekeeping uh, that he is holding in trust for someone else. Uh, أولا نتكلم عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم انتقل إلى الرفيق الأعلى ولم يوصي لأنه لم يترك مالا يوصي به روى الإمام البخاري عن عمرو بن الحارث قال يعني ما ترك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عند موته درهما ولا دينارا ولا عبدا ولا أمة ولا شيئا إلا 
بغل إلا بغلته البيضاء التي كان يركبها وسلاحه وأرضا جعلها لابن السبيل صدقة يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا ما ترك يعني ما لم يترك لا درهما ولا دينارا ولا عبدا ولا أمة ولا شيئا ولا شيئا جميع ما ترك سلاحه بغلته البيضاء التي كان يركبها هذه جعل يعني جعلها صدقة وأرضا أيضا جعلها لابن السبيل صدقة جعلها لابن السبيل صدقة فإذا الأرض سبلها وقفها أما يعني البغلة والسلاح فيعني لا يعني أخبر أنها لا تورث عنه بل يعني جميع ما تركه فهو صدقة أما الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم فقد كانوا يوصون ببعض أموالهم تقربا إلى الله وكانت لهم وصية مكتوبة لمن بعدهم من الورثة إذا الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم كانوا يوصون وهذا شيء كان معروفا عندهم كان معروفا عندهم قال الإمام النخعي مات رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يوصي وقد أوصى أبو بكر فإن أوصى فحسن وإن لم يوصي فلا شيء عليه هذا يعني نحن قلنا أن يعني الوصية أمرها جائز يعني من لم يوصي لا شيء عليه لا شيء عليه آم آم لكن من أوصى أيضا فيعني كما يعني مر معنا من الأدلة أنه شيء مرغوب مسنون فيه أخبر عبد الرزاق بسند صحيح أن أنسا رضي الله عنه قال كانوا أي الصحابة يكتبون في صدور وصاياهم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هذا ما أوصى به فلان بن فلان أن يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ويشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور وأوصى من ترك من أهله أن يتقوا الله ويصلح ذات بينهم ويطيع الله ورسوله إن كانوا مؤمنين وهذه يعني أمور حقيقة يحتاجها الورث كثيرا لأنه كثيرا ما تقع الخلافات بعد موت الإنسان تقع الخلافات ويقع الشقاق بين الورثة ويحصل التقاطع والتخاصم وهذا معروف وهذا معروف لذلك يعني يوصي الميت أن يتقوا الله ويصلح ذات بينهم ويطيع الله ورسوله أيضا وأوصاهم بما أوصى به إبراهيم بنيه ويعقوب إن الله اصطفى لكم الدين فلا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وتبع الصحابة في ذلك من بعدهم من السلف الصالح فقال الضحاك من مات ولم يوصي لذوي قرابته فقد ختم عمله بمعصية ونحن هذا ربما على قول من يقول بوجوب الوصية ولكن نحن قلنا أن الوصية جائزة كما مر معنا وأنه وأن من لم يوصف ليس عليه شيء وقال مسروق أوصي لذي قرابتك ممن لا يرثك ثم دع المال على ما قسمه الله عليه 
يعني هي الوصية أحيانا تكون لذي القرابة الذين لا يريثون الذين لا يريثون مثلا لو كان إنسان عنده جد أو جدة وعنده أم و... يعني أم وأب فهما محجوبان بالأم والأب فإذا أوصل لجدته مثلا أو لجده المحجوبين بالأم والأب فيكون حسن فيكون حسن أيضا من كان له حفيد لكن له أبناء فال يعني الأحفاد يكونون محجوبين بالأبناء يعني فلو أوصلهم خصوصا إذا كانوا فقراء يكون حسن فالوصية تكون لذوي القربة الذين لا يريثون فهنا قال مسروق أوصي لذي قرابتك ممن لا يريثك ثم دع المال على ما قسمه الله عليه فالله عز وجل قسم المال فيعني وينبغي للناس أن يلتزموا بهذه القسمة لأنه لا أحد أعدل من الله سبحانه وتعالى فلا ينبغي للناس أن يتركوا قسمة الله إلى قسمة غيره هذا من مما ينبغي للإنسان يعني أن أن يتحرز عنه إن شاء الله we'll speak about the um, the bequesting of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and the bequesting of his companions رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني went to the the high abode يعني when Allah سبحانه وتعالى took his soul and he did not bequest anything because he did not leave behind any wealth so that he could bequest from it and this narrated by uh, al-Bukhari uh, from Ibn Abi Awfa that Rasulullah did not leave behind any bequest and the scholars they said about that because he didn't leave behind any wealth to bequest from and as well it is uh, authentically narrated from Amr ibn al-Harith and al-Harith and Aisha and Talha ibn Musarraf radiyallahu anhum ajma'een all the same so for example Amr ibn al-Harith he said Rasulullah passed away and he did not leave behind any dirham any silver coins or any dinar, any gold coins and no male slave and no female slave or anything. The only thing that was left behind of the possessions of Rasulullah was his uh, mule, his white mule and uh, his weapons that he left to be used for the sake of Allah and he had a piece of land that he dedicated for the wayfarer left it as charity to be used for the wayfarer uh, so he left behind this sabil or, or يعني في سبيل الله, the, the, the land left it as a waqf to be used for the wayfarer and as for his weapons and his uh, mule then uh, he infer- informed that it wasn't uh, inherited but rather it was given as uh, given as charity to be used for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this was mentioned by Imam al-Nawwi rahimahullah as for the companions, then it has been narrated in, in multitudes, the various companions and what they dedicated in their bequests, uh, that they would bequest as, as some of their wealth as a, as a way to draw, draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek his reward and pleasure. Uh, and uh, they would write down their, uh, their bequests in their wills for those who will 
and inherit from from them. Imam al-Nakhai rahimahullah, he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa passed away and he did not leave behind any bequest. Abu Bakr passed away, uh, uh, but Abu Bakr anhu did leave behind a bequest. Uh, and if he did, if any Sahaba did bequest, then that was good. And if anyone did not bequest, then there is no sin upon them. And this is what we have already discussed. It is uh, narrated by Abdul Razak in his uh, in his uh, Musnad that Anas radiAllahu anhu he said uh, that the Sahaba used to write in the in the opening of their bequest in the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. Uh, this is what is bequested by so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, mentioning their name. And I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah alone without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his servant and messenger and that the hour is is coming. There is no doubt in it and that Allah will resurrect those in their graves. And I give a bequest or an advice for those that I leave behind of my family to fear Allah and that they rectify relations with each other, and that they obey Allah and His Messenger if they were true believers. And I bequest them by what um, was bequested by Ibrahim to his sons and Yaqub. Indeed, Allah has chosen for you the religion, so do not die except that you are Muslims. Uh, and so the, the Sahaba followed this way and those after them of the righteous predecessors, as Salaf al-Salih, al-Dahak, he said, whoever dies and he doesn't make a bequest for his close relatives, then he has sealed his, his deeds with a sin. And we said that perhaps this is the basis that some of the scholars, very small minority of the scholars, took that making a bequest is obligatory or uh, perhaps what he meant here is that yani, if there was something that was necessary for him to bequest to alleviate any dispute or confusion, then that would uh, then yani, he would be doing something wrong had he not bequested. Uh, Masruq radiallahu anhu said, or rahimahullah, he said, uh, give a bequest to those of your near kin, those who will not inherit, and then leave the rest of the wealth how Allah has ordained for it to be divided. So it is something recommended to make a bequest for other than the heirs. Someone who will naturally inherit from you as Allah has decreed will inherit. But the bequest is for those outside of the inheritors who are related to you. For example, you may have grandparents who are still alive, a grandfather and grandmother, but also you have parents. So if you were to pass away, then your parents would inherit, but your grandparents would not inherit because the 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 parents block the uh, uh, the validity of uh, inheritance for the grandparents unless he makes a special bequest for them. Likewise, the grandchildren. So, if you have children and you have grandchildren, uh, then the children will inherit from you and they will block the grandchildren. So, in this case, it would be recommended to write a bequest for the grandchildren. Uh, so that they could inherit, especially if the grandchildren were poor and were in need, so to make a to to give them a share of your wealth from the bequest, uh, and then from what is allowed for you to bequest up to a third of your wealth, and then the rest of the wealth is divided into the inheritance that Allah has stipulated. And this is very important as well that we honor what Allah has stipulated in the inheritance, and we do not fall short in that. Jazakumullah khair. Inshallah, we'll end for today and we'll continue. 
نيكست ويك باذن الله سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah